the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Family, we are in unprecedented times. People are hurting, crime is rising, and despite our best efforts, the church is becoming more and more polarized. We have the white church, the black church, Latino church, Asian church, etc., all with important interests, but the principal interest must always be the larger cause of Christ. Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. So if we're going to survive these uncertain times, it's vital that we deal boldly with the hindrances to our unity, and chief among them is race. When my children were small, I taught them to do four things when they hurt each other. Number one, admit their mistake. Number two, empathize with the pain they caused. Number three, find ways to make things right. And number four, move forward with their relationship. But each of these steps could only take place after a conversation. It's time for us to talk. Join me and leaders like Don Crow, Pastor John Jenkins, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Gordon Robertson, and many others by signing the Statement of Change. Go to letstalklive.org. That's letstalklive.org. And we can make a difference together. Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer, Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God, and we believe that His Word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching. Father, open eyes, illuminate hearts, meet us in this time of study of your word. Father, help it not only go into our ears, but into our hearts, accomplish your purposes. And I pray this in the precious name of your son, Jesus. And everyone says, amen. Well, we are in the Romans Road series. And the first stop last week on the Romans Road, uh, we learned why we need a savior. And we uh, quoted and we studied Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And this is why we, we shouldn't look down on others because they sin differently than us. Because the Bible says, for all have sinned. Your sin may be different, but all of us have sinned and all of us have fallen short. And like I always say, if you're uh, jumping a, a huge cliff, if you miss the other side by an inch or 20 feet, it really doesn't matter. You're going down and all of us have missed the mark. None of us merit salvation. None of us merit heaven. We've all missed the mark. And the only way we can get to heaven if Jesus Christ himself becomes our bridge. On the second stop, we learned the consequences of sin. And last week, I might have got the numbers a little bit wrong. But last week, again, we covered the consequences of sin. Romans 5 and 23. For the wages of sin is what? Death. We can choose our actions, but we cannot choose 
uh, our consequences. We, we live in a, a cause and effect world. Creation is cause and effect. Uh, there's a cause and effect dynamic in all of creation. And it's really naive to think that uh, there, there's a just and an eternal God, but there's no possibility of eternal consequences. That is just illogical, uh, fanciful. And, and you may say, well, there's no such thing as hell and, and there's only a heaven. I mean, th- th- does life really uh, tell us that? Is there anything uh, about uh, this world that would give us that sense? Now, on the third stop, uh, we began to learn last week, but we're really going to focus on this today. We're going to talk about how God provides salvation. And, and we see this in the scripture we just started. For the wages of sin is death. That's really, really bad, really bad. But, 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 but God. But the gift of God is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we see that scripture teaches the Holy Writ, God's word, tells us that salvation is a gift. And by definition, a gift is unearned. A a true gift is entirely dependent on the grace of the giver, not the merits of the recipients. One more time. A true gift is entirely dependent on the grace of the giver, not the merits of the recipient. One more time. Uh, The first stop we discovered we needed a savior, uh, all of sin. The second stop we learned the consequences of sin. Uh, the ways of sin is what? Death. So, you know, uh, our sin earns us separation from God. And we talked about that last week. Uh, physical death and separation uh, from, from the body. Our spirit separates from the body. But spiritual death is when our soul and our spirit are separated from God. And the third step, uh, or, or stop, forgive me, uh, on the road, uh, the, the Romans road, is how God provides salvation. We're going to learn about that today. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, if Buddha could do it, if Muhammad could do it, if any other person could accomplish our salvation, Jesus was literally a fool to die such a cruel death to bring us salvation if someone could have achieved it uh, without paying such a great price. Jesus was no fool. As I said to you last week, when he was at the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Father, is there any other way? Can you remove this cup from me? And God's answer was no, there is no other way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There was no other way to the Father. So because there was no other way except for the perfect Lamb of God to be the substitute uh, and take our punishment, God was just, but in his justice, he remembered mercy. And he's both these things simultaneously, both just and both most merciful. So he provides a way of escape, but justice had to be served. So when we look at the cross, we see the justice of God manifested in the beating and the striking and all that happened to the innocent uh, Lamb of God. Today, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 29, and we're going to continue. Actually, we're going to back into the subject like we did last week, and we're going to back into this third stop. Now, as they went out from uh, Jericho, Jesus probably had just crossed the the Jordan, but but we're not sure by boat. And uh, this was certainly, though, his last stop before Jerusalem. His last stop before his beating and, and, and all that would happen to him, the, the, the beard pulling out and, and the spitting and the cross. I, I go, by the way, into detail about this uh, in, in the book I wrote a couple years ago, When God Stops. If you hadn't read it, you need to read it. You really get a, need to get a sense of, of these truths. 
And it says, a great multitude followed him. Uh, Everybody knew that something was about to go down. The hostility between Jesus and the religious leaders was about to to hit a crescendo. I mean, it was about to to climax and and no one wanted to miss the explosion that was about to happen in Jerusalem. And and there's something magnetic about a a train wreck. You know, uh, uh, the, the, the collision was coming and everyone wanted to see it. And behold, two blind men. Now, Mark tells us, uh, and Matthew doesn't go into this detail. He tells us that both of these men were, were beggars. Now, due to their particular impairment, in this case, it was blindness. Their survival depended on the mercy of others. So these men had already lost all their, their, their pride. And you'll be surprised how much pride actually and still gets in the way of us receiving from God, the things that God has for us. These men uh, may be blind, but in, in many ways, these guys were a lot freer than us because they have already lost their pride and, and they weren't too proud to beg. They weren't too proud to holler. They weren't too proud to cry. They weren't too proud to ask. And one of my problems at times is I'm a little bit too proud, uh, proud to ask, sometimes a little bit too proud to talk about. I got lots of pride issues that at times I have to deal with. And if you're anything like me, you do too. But these guys, uh, they had already been reduced to the point that they recognized they needed help from others. And uh, they were in a good position. As bad as blindness was, as bad as being a beggar was, these guys were actually in a better spiritual uh, condition. This is why the Bible says not many rich, uh, not many powerful uh, entered the kingdom. Uh, because, you know, we're of the mindset that, you know, I'll handle it on myself. I'll handle it myself. I'll, 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 I'll make it happen. And I, 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 I. But these guys recognize they live begging, uh, living off the mercy of others. They were in a mental state where they recognized that they could not get what they wanted and get where they were going without the help of someone else. So these two blind men were sitting by the road and the atmosphere was was palpable. I mean, you could could feel it. It was like a Floyd uh, Mayweather Pacquiao uh, fight, you know, times 10. It was the clash of the Titans in, coming up in Jerusalem. It was about to happen. I mean, it was about to go down. The, the deal was on. I mean, it, it was serious. He's heading toward Jerusalem and the seat of power for the religious authorities was Jerusalem. So, and he, and people were, were saying he was the Messiah and everybody was ready for, for what was about to happen. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by. You know, this was a once in a lifetime chance for these two men. And if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you wanted in one moment, would you capture it or would you let it slip? Watch what these guys do. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they didn't see it, they heard it. They used what they had. Pay attention. Use what you have. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, you may not have everything. But if, if you heard enough to know just the basics, you, you've heard enough to get what you need. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, watch what they did. They cried out. Now, when we come into this world, all we have is a cry. And if no one wraps us, if no one feeds us, if, if no one nurtures us, if, if no one uh, loves us and holds us, uh, we, 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 we will quickly die. Um, it, it's been seen in orphanages around the world. Uh, children that are not picked up and, and loved, even if you feed them, they will soon give in to disease and that child will not survive and die. But, you know, as we get older, uh, things really don't change. And w- unless we learn how to cry out to God, the promises he has for our lives will not happen. 
And these two men cried out saying, have mercy on us, O Lord. So they call him uh, really, you know, Jehovah. They recognize he's God taken on flesh. That's a huge leap. And then they called him son of David, which was his messianic title. And what, what we see here, though, you know, apart from the titles, is these men understood something about God. Um, the only thing they appealed to was God's mercy. They weren't talking about whether they deserved it, whether life was fear, fair, uh, you know, it was somebody else's fault, uh, uh, you know, I shouldn't be, none, none of that, this position, none of that w- was part of the conversation. All they did was appeal to the mercy, the grace, and the compassion of God. And there's nothing wrong with the creature needing and crying out to his creator. It's just you and I sometimes are too proud. Uh, you know, and in our culture, you know, we're, we're self-made individuals and, and we feel that we shouldn't need anybody. But here's the deal. I'm creature. He's creator. I need God. Here's the deal. He's creature. You're creator. Guess what? You need God. And we need to learn to cry out. Uh, Jesus said we must become like children to enter the kingdom of God. And children will cry Children will communicate. Children actually will say things they're not supposed to say because they don't have the filter that adults have. And God is saying, if you would come to me like a child, stop filtering your conversation. If you cry out to me, speak for me honestly from the heart without fear. Watch what I will do. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. So everybody was like, shh. Be quiet, you know, uh, shut up, you know. Uh, Jesus has uh, more, more on his plate, uh, you know, to do than, than to help you. Jesus, you know, he has some important people down the road waiting for him. You guys are nobody. You guys are, are, are losers. You guys are, are nothing. You, you're just two, two zeros standing by the side of the road. But watch what happened. But they cried out all the more. There will always be people who try to lock you out and shut you out. That's just been my experience. But it doesn't matter what they say. It matters what God says. You see, I worship for an audience of, of, of one. You may not get my emotion. You may not always understand my tears, but, but God does. And I, I'm not weeping for you. I, I'm not crying for you. I'm, I'm not praying to you. I really don't care what you think. I'm talking to my God and my worship. When I lift hands, say, well, don't take all that. Well, for me, it does. You hear what I'm saying? I'm going to lift hands and I'm going to worship God with all my heart heart, my soul, and my strength. You might not want to do that, but that's why you are where you are. But I've learned, listen, my worship's all about him. It's not about what you may think or what I may look like. But they cried out all the more. (laughs) And we give up so quickly. It's just a little bump in the road. We, oh, it's too much. But they cried out all the more saying, have mercy on us. They appealed to, 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 to the very heart of the Father. The only reason Jesus was on the earth was because God came to have mercy, mercy on us and to seek and save those that had been lost. You know, those of us crying out for justice, you, you need to be careful because God might not just give us justice to others. He may also give justice to you. You know, a lot of our grandmothers told us as we were coming up, keep your words sweet because one day you may have to eat them. A better put, judge not lest you be judged. They, they cried out. Everyone says, shut up. You're not important. 
but they recognize something about the nature of God. You see, when I go before God, in fact, many of you, you go before God talking about what you deserve and what you've earned and what should be. That's your problem. These men had been so humbled by life, they couldn't approach things that way. Um, The only thing they could ask for was mercy. In other words, when they begged, them receiving something depended on the character of the giver, not necessarily their character. And likewise, these two beggars, their faith was in the character of God. Do you really believe God's merciful? Do you really believe he's compassionate? Um, do, do you still believe that? Or was that something you, you, you know, maybe when you were a kid, you, you, you kind of believed that, but then life got, got you know, between uh, you and, and those ideas and, and you shifted your opinion. But he still had childlike faith. And these men, let, watch what they, they say, or they said, but they cried out all the more, meaning they wouldn't quit, they wouldn't stop. They got more intense. So when circumstances say God hadn't, hasn't heard me, Uh, I'm a nobody. I'm a zero. God's not merciful. I need to turn it up on the inside. Yes, he is. I made a decision that God is because I I see it in the word. And and by the way, I I also see it in creation. Yeah, creation is fallen, but I, you know, it's his mercies that are new every morning. The sun rises and sets on me. I I, I do have some right thoughts in my mind and I I do have some strength in my body. and, 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 you know, where did that come from? It came from a good God. But they cried out all the more saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So they may have been zeros, but they sure knew how to call on that name. Call me what you want. Uh, but, but after I finish talking to God, uh, you won't be able to argue with the results. And these guys, everyone could criticize their approach. Everyone could criticize the way they pray. Didn't take all that, you know. You, you don't have to. Yeah, but they, 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 they were just walking with him in Jerusalem. They didn't get the miracle. These two got the miracle. And what I found is it takes everything. He said, when I seek him with my whole heart, uh, I'll find him. But it takes everything sometimes on the inside in order to get the result and the response I want from God. So Jesus stood still and he called him. So why did he stop? And that's why, you know, in the book, uh, you know, uh, when God stops. And, and this was really my favorite chapter uh, in the book. But the, the reason why uh, G, uh, Jesus stopped here was because a blind person has to follow uh, the, the voice or where he last heard a voice in order to come to that person. I just said something. On this side of glory, um, we, we're all too blind to, 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 to follow our eyes. The only thing we can do on this side of glory is follow his word. And these men were willing to follow Jesus's word to the place he last spoke. Pay attention. If you would just follow God's word to the place he last spoke to you, you'll begin to hear more and receive those things promised. But you got to go back to the place he last spoke. And a lot of times God speaks to us and we want to say, well, I don't like that one. I want to go on to the next. And that's, that's why you're lost. That's why you're confused. The only thing you can do is go to the last thing God told you to do. Do it. And you will find him in that moment. And then he'll speak to you again and he'll move you on to next. And Jesus said to them, what do you want me to do for you. Uh, you think like, you know, duh, Jesus, of course you know what these guys want. They're blind. You know, they're begging. You know, you, you know what, what, what they want. But, but here's, this is really important, but here's what I want you to see. Jesus wanted to show them that it's not only what God wants, pay attention, but God cares about what you want. You know, getting what you want starts with desire. 
But here's the deal. You, you, you've been so hurt. You, you, you've been so disappointed. You, you've been um, beat up. So, so, so abandoned. Uh, uh, you, you know, you, you, you've kind of given up on wanting anymore. And you feel this is the way you protect your heart from disappointment. You de- de- protect your heart uh, from, from hurt. But these men, despite the fact that uh, maybe they called on doctors in the past, uh, maybe they prayed to, to Abba Father in the past, the God of Israel, but they didn't uh, receive a reply or, or they certainly didn't receive uh, results because they were still blind. But these guys kept on talking to Jesus. And sometimes I don't get it when I want it. But what I've learned to do is just keep at it. Keep on talking to Jesus. So Jesus, only after they stirred it up and wouldn't shut up and they wouldn't back up. See, God's sometimes waiting for something to come out of you before he gives what he wants to, 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 to give to you. So Jesus had compassion and he touched their eyes. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. The only difference then was that Jesus because he was in a physical body, he wasn't resurrected yet. He can only be in one place at, at one time. But today, the resurrected Jesus can be everywhere all at the same time. And if he did it before, he'll do it again. If he did it before, he'll do it again. If he did it before, he'll do it again. If he did it before, he'll do it again. Now, some people just read these Bible passages to criticize them or try to sound intelligent reading them. No, I read these passages to get insight uh, about what God does, what Jesus does. Jesus said, have you seen the Father? Uh, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So I want to know God's heart. And what I see here, and if God's the same uh, today as he was, you know, 2,000 years ago, he's still interested in blind men and women. He's still interested in those of us that have to feel like we have to beg uh, for a living. Uh, Jesus is, is, is very aware, and he wants to fix your situation. It says, so Jesus had compassion. God cares about us. He didn't just do a miracle and then, you know, brush them off and move on. He felt them. Uh, compassion speaks of feeling things deep down in your gut. So he, he felt them. You know, like we say, you say, I feel you, I feel you. Well, Jesus was like, he, he felt these two men. He didn't feel everyone else in the crowd. He felt these two men because they wouldn't shut up and they trusted and believed in the mercy of their God. And God uh, refused to do anything but show mercy in this situation. It says here, Jesus had compassion and he touched. <laughs> How many of y'all need a touch? Well, he's the same God. He will touch you wherever you're hurting, wherever you're wounded, wherever there is a problem. He will touch you in that place and in that space. And immediately their eyes received sight. Jesus cared about what they wanted and he cares about what you want. It wasn't until they opened up their mouths and got persistent about the desire of their heart that 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 Jesus moved. Now, here's an important point. God would not have put that desire in you uh, if he never intended to help you fulfill it. And uh, the reason we, we stop dreaming, we stop trying to reach out to do those things or to have that life or to become that person is because, again, we're, we're protecting ourselves, and, but we're really hurting ourselves. Uh, God put in us uh, what it takes to get that thing done if we would just stay at it. Otherwise, he'd be unjust and unfair. And then after they received their sight, watch what happened. And they followed him. This is why I follow Jesus. It's because I know what he has done for me. Uh, It was practical. It was real. Um, It wasn't just a church thing. It wasn't just a theological thing. It wasn't just an intellectual thing. He changed my life from the inside 
out. He put his arms around me. He talked to me. He mentored me. He developed me. He showed me the scriptures. He he's healed my body. He's uh, uh, he's he's changed uh, relationships. He's changed me. Uh, and they what? They followed him. So here we are now on the third stop uh, on the Romans road. They were humble enough to receive their healing. In this case, or in our case, salvation, but also if you need healing, just uh, begin to stop talking about, well, I deserve it. This is not fair. Say, God, you are merciful. You, you bore uh, my infirmities, you know, while you were being beaten. Uh, and it's by your stripes I am healed. Um, it says here, um, and they what? They, they, they followed him. They were, again, humble enough to accept healing as a free gift, as an act of mercy. There was no conversation about what they felt they deserved or or, 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 or did not deserve. They only asked God for mercy. This has been Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. Access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. We also invite you to join the Grace Church family for worship online every Sunday and Wednesday on social media at GraceChurchVA or on our website at GraceChurchVA.org. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, live big. Family, we are in unprecedented times. People are hurting, crime is rising, and despite our best efforts, the church is becoming more and more polarized. We have the white church, the black church, Latino church, Asian church, etc., all with important interests, but the principal interest must always be the larger cause of Christ. Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. So if we're going to survive these uncertain times, it's vital that we deal boldly with the hindrances to our unity, and chief among them is race. When my children were small, I taught them to do four things when they hurt each other. Number one, admit their mistake. Number two, empathize with the pain they caused. Number three, find ways to make things right. And number four, move forward with their relationship. But each of these steps could only take place after a conversation. It's time for us to talk. Join me and leaders like Don Crow, Pastor John Jenkins, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Gordon Robertson, and many others by signing the Statement of Change. Go to letstalklive.org. That's letstalklive.org, and we can make a difference together. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.